We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be, and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this last Sunday before. Things get real interesting in the NFL world. This coming Tuesday is the deadline, 4 p.m. Eastern time to apply the franchise tag. Uh, Green Bay, you know, contemplating putting that on Devontae Adams right now. So we'll see if that happens this coming week. Then the following Monday, the 14th, I believe it is, is the legal tampering period for free agency. And then... It's either that Tuesday or Wednesday starting. Uh, we have then free agency actually beginning. So we're getting back into more football news uh, since the Super Bowl ended. What now? Three weeks ago, is it already? So we we made it through kind of the low period. You know, we've been dealing with all the Aaron Rodgers talk and we'll have some more of that today. But uh, to start the show today, if you haven't seen already, um, the Green Bay Packers have begun contract extension talks with Jair Alexander, which was, uh, you know, at this point, probably not very surprising. He's one of the best corners, if not the best corner in the league right now. Uh, definitely a staple to the Packers defense, somebody they're going to want to keep under contract for a very long time. Um, so, Gage, let me bring you in here. Um, just looking at the same numbers that you're looking at at over the cap, Um Green Bay, if they extend Jair Alexander before the season, it looks like they'll save, what, about $10 million in cap room for the 2022 season? Yeah, it would be right around there because they can obviously take – once they – like, if they extend him, they can uh, they can move the money around, take some of his money this year and move it into the year – like, move it into further years of the uh, – like of the extension itself, like take some of his base salary, convert it into roster bonuses or signing bonuses and that sort of thing. And for a team like Green Bay that needs to try and clear up as much money as they can, I'm sure that that's exactly what they will do. And like you said, they want to keep Jair around him for a long time, and he's earned this extension. He played, uh, he's heading into his age 25 season. He has been a if it wasn't for his injury this last year, he would have been far and away one of the like most 
one of the top end corners in the league just because he started the year strong. His athleticism, his he's not like he's never been a big interception guy, but he does that. But that's also because people don't throw at him because they know just how good he is. So Green Bay is definitely going to find a way to bring him back at a uh, on an extension, and I'm sure that they over at uh, McCarthy Way. They're trying to get that extension done as soon as they can, but obviously with juggling extensions for everybody else on the roster, uh, they are pretty pretty busy days up there. Yeah, absolutely. One, if they if they did get that extension done, about ten million dollars in cap savings, so that would put Green Bay with where they're sitting right now. At a, as we're talking right now, Gage Green Bay is about twenty six and a half million over the cap. So that would cut it down to, you know, right around 16 and a half million. So they're making they're making some room here. Um, and while we're talking about some cap space, I mean, the big news that's kind of been going around the last couple of days, um, which is that Aaron Rodgers, it sounds like he's down to four teams, uh, four if you include the Packers. So Green Bay being one of the teams he's considering, you know, coming back. Uh, but it also sounds like Pittsburgh, Tennessee, um, and Denver are all possibilities for where he might want to play next year. So, Gage, we'll talk about a couple of things. Let's talk about first uh, Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. Um, one of the things, you know, I know for me personally, it's nothing against Aaron, but I'm personally ready to move on. I'm, I'm, I'm at the, the – I don't know where you're at, Gage, but I'm personally, if they trade him, provided they actually get some decent value in return – I won't be upset. I'm I'm kind of ready to move on. But if he decides he wants to come back and get an extension, I it's not my first choice. But I guess I'm you know I'm willing to roll with it. I mean we've saw what he's done the last two years, so there's no doubt that he can still play and play at a high level. But personally, I'm just ready to move on. But if he comes back to Green Bay, they give him an extension. You're looking at about 21 million in cap savings, which puts you right down at that just five million over. Um, but I mean, with what you kind of feel and what you've been seeing from Aaron, um, what do you think the likelihood of him coming back to Green Bay next year is as we're sitting here on March 5th? As I've said for since the season ended, since Rodgers has done the couple of interviews that he's done, I think that Rodgers is coming back. I don't think that he's I don't think that he's going to play somewhere else. I know that every other fan base that doesn't have a good quarterback right now hopes that he is, but Rodgers has yet, like he said, all the right things all year long. And you know what? He could just be, he could have just laid a beautiful smoke screen and had us all fooled the entire year by saying all the right things. He said his relationship was better with Goot and with Mark Murphy. He was getting along with LaFleur. He was always talking about how he loved the fans. He loved the team and loved it. Just it said, he said multiple times his relationship had approved and was saying all the right things. I don't. And, but yet people that really want Rogers to be on their team continue to say, Oh, he's fed up in green Bay. He's done. It's like, what are you, are you, are you just telling us that you haven't been watching him for the last six months? Cause all this dude did since he got there in August. And after like he showed up a little frigid and then as the year went on, that changed. Every single week he was saying all the right things and was it was clear that his relationship with the guys that everyone thought, oh, it's done for, it was clear that that had changed and it got and it had improved. I think that Rodgers is still coming back. I don't think that I don't think that he is leaving. I think that I like I understand the teams that he said. So Denver is a you could argue they're a quarterback away from contending. However, 
depends what you have to give up. Like, if you have to give up a couple of young stars to bring Rodgers in, then are you really – then is it really still as much of a contender? Pittsburgh, they're a quarterback away, but they also have a lot – they have some older guys. They have offensive line issues. Like, their offensive line last year had some had some problems, and Ben being bigger just kind of helped deal with that. Rodgers isn't that guy. And then you go to Tennessee, which is the other of the three teams outside of Green Bay. Tennessee, like, are you, Green Bay's not going to want Tannehill back because they, you and I talked about it before we got started. Green Bay's trying to either if they're they're either going to contend with Rodgers or they're going to tear it down or they're going to re they're going to reload. Tannehill's not a reload guy. If you trade trade Rodgers, you're sticking with Tannehill or you're sticking with Jordan Love. The and the idea that you're going to go and get Tannehill back, who is a middle of the road quarterback on an expensive contract, just the numbers don't really add up there. So. You kind of have to sit here and look and be like, okay, which of these teams can actually bring something back? I think Rodgers is coming back, so I'm not really exploring the idea of the whole trades thing or if he's. But if he, like if he's gone and Green Bay gets a good trade package, I don't really care. As I've said before, I am a Packer fan. I am not a. I'm not a fan of players and what team they're on. I'm not gonna just if Rodgers gets traded, that's not gonna make me not be a fan anymore. I'll just keep rooting for Green Bay. Yeah, well, and you know, it's interesting that you put it that way that you're a Packer fan because I'm the exact same way, but. This was a, this is an interesting question, Gage, that you, that you kind of bring up here because it was the same thing with Favre. Now, when the Packers traded Favre, was that back in what 07, 08, right around there? You know, there was a lot of you know, like I was one of those people personally. They traded into the Jets. I said I'll root for the Jets as long as it doesn't affect the Packers. If Green Bay were to trade Aaron Rodgers, would you have a problem? I mean, we're probably at the point where people just don't really care as long as it's not affecting the Packers. But I mean, would you have any problem rooting for Aaron in a different in a different uh, city as long as it wasn't affecting the Packers? No, I no, because I because I don't hold ill will towards sports figures. I don't I don't care. Like I didn't like Tom Brady, so it was easy for me to root against him when he was in Tampa. But I'm not like I, like if Rodgers goes anywhere outside of like if he doesn't go to the division, I'm sure. And as long as Green Bay is not playing him, I'm not going to root against him every week. It'll be like uh, like I live in Indiana and it'll be how everybody was when Peyton was tra- when Peyton went to Denver. I knew plenty of people that still rooted for Peyton. I knew people are I knew a girl in college who had a she had a Peyton Manning Colts jersey. And so when Peyton got traded to or went to Denver, she got an, she bought another Colts jersey and she bought a Broncos jersey and she cut it in half and she sewed the two halves together. And so it so it was a Manning Colts and Broncos jersey because and so that's kind of how it is for me. I'm not going to root against Rodgers as long as he's not playing against Green Bay. I'll root for him. Yeah, I I don't necessarily provided he doesn't do or say anything that would make you kind of you know, have a bad taste in your mouth if they were to end up trading him. But I mean, um, you know, you talked about some of the trade packages. Um, you know, we, I would think, and I think you and I agreed upon this, you know, before we before we started here, that Tennessee seems to kind of be the long shot, mostly just due to Ryan Tannehill. Because if you trade Aaron, and we presume that if they were if they were to trade him, it would be before June first. Um, for a couple of reasons. One, you'd probably want to trade them before the draft so you could get this year's draft picks, which I'm sure they'd be looking at. Um, and you'd save about $20 million uh, on the cap if you were to trade them before June 1st. But, you know, Tennessee would have to find a way to unload Tannehill's contract. And I don't see Green Bay taking that on because 
the swap between Aaron and Tannehill, I think we kind of came down to would be instead of saving twenty million dollars on the cap, you're saving about ten million. And to trade, it's not even that. You're only saving about eight because Rodgers right now is forty-six mil, and Tannehill's cap hit is thirty-eight mil. So you're saving about eight million dollars. It's not even a yeah, full ten. Exactly, and so I don't think Green Bay would even want that. Um, so unless Tennessee could find a way to move Tannehill elsewhere, kind of like a three three team trade deal, I just don't see that being a possibility. I know Denver has been you know connected forever, uh, you know basically since the news broke last year. So I mean, in, in your mind, as far as Aaron Rodgers, what would Denver have to give up for you to say, yeah, that's an acceptable trade for a guy like Aaron Rodgers? And and I know I kind of put you on the spot there. Uh, with you know, without being able to look at the roster, I know a lot of people have talked about getting maybe Jerry Judy in a trade. Um, is it uh, which one of the Chubb brothers? Is it Bradley Chubb? Bradley this, Chubb is the one. Okay, I can never keep him and his brother Nick straight of which one they are. So I know people have mentioned him uh, potentially in a trade package. You're obviously getting picks. Um, you know, but but I mean, what would what would it look like for you where you would say, yeah, this is kind of what the bare minimum would have to be for Denver to send over in order for you to say that, you know, now, obviously, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, Murphy and Gutekunst see it that way. But I mean, you know, for you to say, yep, that's that's a good trade for the Packers. What would Denver have to give up? Well, Jerry Judy almost definitely has to be in the deal. Um I will say I am a humongous Jerry Judy fan, so I don't hate that at all. Um, I I love Jerry Judy when he was coming out. Um, I think that he in two years he has done nothing but show me that if you can just get him a competent quarterback, he can and a good offensive designer, he can be a spectacular player. Uh, I don't like Cortland Sutton. Um, I just he's a little older. He, I, like he's not old. Like I'm pretty sure he's still on his rookie deal, but he's a little older. He's also dealt with some injuries and so i don't really want to do so i don't really want that i i I like patrick sertan and i know most people would be like well you already have jair and eric stokes and i don't really care give me three good corners that's fine patrick sertan was a phenomenal corner last year if you didn't get the chance to watch any of any denver games last year which why would why would you have watched a denver game last year you definitely need to go watch patrick sertan play he had some absolutely phenomenal games I believe there was a game against, I believe they played Philly at one point, and so you got to see Patrick Sertan versus Devonta Smith, which that was super fun to watch. And I'm sure that the Sertan-Jerry-Judy battles in camp and training and practice were always very entertaining. Because I'm trying to look at look through the roster here, and I'm trying to find cheap guys, or I'm trying to find young guys. Because if you're trading Rodgers, you want to go young, you want to get you want to get younger, and you want to get, but you want to get talented guys. So maybe there's some offensive linemen that you look for. Uh, maybe there is, like, but I think Jerry Judy's a starting point, and I think you're sending this year's first, next year's first. You're probably sending a second this year, maybe a third next year, a third and second, whatever. I just, I don't love a lot of Denver's pieces. I think that they have a lot of, I think they have a lot of players up and down, because I have the, I have their roster slash, like their, I have the salary sheet pulled up here in front of me. You have KJ Hamler, who I think KJ Hamler is a fun player, but he's also coming off a torn ACL. So are you trying to trade for a guy and have that be like a focal point of the trade? And Bradley Chubb is in, if I'm not mistaken, the final year of his deal. Yeah, he's getting ready to go into the final year of his deal. And so you'd be trading for a guy that's getting that just turned 26 and you're getting ready to have to give him an extension. 
And if you're trying to make your team cheaper and you just cut Zedaria Smith, aren't you kind of defeating the purpose by trading for a guy that you're getting ready to have to pay? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, those are, I think a lot of people, they look at those big names, right? And they don't necessarily look at, because I was one of those people, I said, you know, yeah, give me Bradley Chubb. Didn't realize that now he would be, you know, going into a final year of his contract. Because, yeah, he was uh, drafted the same draft as Jair was. Yep, absolutely. And uh, so, I mean, look, you're looking at Jerry Judy and Patrick Sertan. Um, two, so, I mean, you got two players there. And, I mean, when you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, I mean, is two players enough plus draft picks? Well, no, because it's, 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 that's the thing is it's Jerry Judy and, and maybe, you know what, maybe you can't get Patrick Sertan or – you're like, I have my two corners. I don't want to invest more money in corner. So maybe you look at a guy like Noah Fant. So now you have who, because they just they drafted Albert Okwuegunam. Uh, I can't even say it. Okwuegunam. They drafted him the year after they drafted Noah Fant. I like Noah Fant. I think Noah Fant's a good player. You have a need at tight end with um, with Tunyon out the door, Mercedes Lewis long in the tooth. You have... Uh, Josiah Aguara has kind of st- struggled with health issues and then obviously had a couple of drops in the playoffs. Maybe you get no offense, but then now it's like you're still only getting offense. You're getting young players, though, which that's that's key. But it's, as you said, is that enough for Rodgers to go to build around a wide receiver and a tight end and then three or four draft picks? Right. Well, you know, I've always been a big fan of including Noah Fant in the trade just because, I mean, I don't know how true it holds these days, but... You know, there's always that kind of, um, 
I don't know if it's a cliche, but that, you know, one of the best things you can do for a young quarterback is get him a big, you know, big athletic, talented tight end. So if you're going to be going to Jordan Love as your starter, you know, getting him, you know, kind of that security blanket in a nice athletic big tight end like Noah Fant would be, um, you know, would seem to make sense. The other question, too, here would be if you're Green Bay and if you were to make a trade with uh, with Denver, one of the things I'm sure that they would be willing to part ways with for many different reasons. If you're Green Bay, would you would you want to include somebody like Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater in the deal just as somebody to compete with Jordan Love coming over? Or, I mean, or is that just not anything that Green Bay would really be interested in doing? If I'm Green Bay in that situation, I'm not taking on Drew Locke. I don't want Teddy Bridgewater because Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is paid way too much money. And Drew Locke, I think, just clogs it up because if you're trading Rodgers, you're leaning into we're going to lean on Jordan Love and we will live and die by seeing what he can do. Like if you want to bring in a veteran camp arm to compete with him or if you want to have Kurt ben- – like because you want someone there other than Kurt Benker, that's one thing. But I think bringing in another young QB like Drew Locke, I think that just clogs things up and you don't need to do that. All right, fair enough. Well, let's take a quick look at the Steelers and what they can offer. Now, I've said that this should just be the absolute trade uh, for Green Bay if they were to trade him to Pittsburgh is send Aaron Rodgers and Kevin King to the Steelers for uh, at least a first-round pick and T.J. Watt, and then you can have T.J. Watt on your team. You don't have to have Kevin King anymore, and we can put to bed – that whatever year it was, was a 2017 draft where everybody was, and I, I'll admit I was one of them, but I mean, you know, if you want to improve the defense a little bit, I mean, is there any better pass rusher right now in the league than TJ Watt? I mean, maybe there's a handful out there, but um, I mean, having TJ Watt and Rashawn Gary as your two primary pass rushers seems like a, a, a pretty good pretty good deal to have but I mean would that be enough would TJ I mean because TJ Watt is considered to be one of the best defensive players in the league what more would and and I don't also I don't think Pittsburgh would trade TJ Watt either um but I mean what would what would a deal with Pittsburgh look like in in order to get Aaron Rodgers out the door and um and have Green Bay kind of be okay with that so I mean well for one for for one Kevin King's a free agent, so Green Bay doesn't have him under contract. They would have to re-sign him and then trade him, and that would be a whole thing. For two, you're absolutely right. They wouldn't trade T.J. Watt. They wouldn't trade T.J. Watt in this deal because in this deal, if you're trading for Rodgers, you're going all in. You're trying to win a title. You're not trying to. You're not trying to rebuild. You're not trying to do any of that. You're just trying to win. And so T.J. Watt's not not leaving. After that, now you got to try and find young guys worth trading, which for a team like Pittsburgh, who is who's actually a decent team, it's kind of it's kind of hard. You almost like maybe Pat Fryermuth is a guy that you get rid of or like is a guy you have to put in that trade, but which that helps further helps our tight end theory. But now you're still you're still kind of running short on like overall you're running short on overall um like start power there, Chase Claypool maybe because that's a that's a young wide receiver with some talent. Because you're not trading for Najee Harris. Uh, I like Deontay Johnson as a player. He does struggle with drops a little bit, but you can't really trade for him because he's he's kind of de- or he's he's near the end of his contract. I believe he's got one more year left. Devin Bush maybe is a guy that you look at, young linebacker, talented, 
after other than that one year with the injury, he's been great for two out of his three seasons. He's young enough that you could put him on a team and he can be your star linebacker for for years to come. So there are there are some options out here, but it's also what options are you really going for? Because this Pittsburgh team tore down a lot of the guys that we remember and know to be good, talented players. So the guys that we're expecting to see on there aren't there anymore, and that makes it a lot harder to build trades for this team, for this potential trade partner. Sure. Well, and then the last question here, just when talking, you know, potential Aaron Rodgers trades, I mean, is there, you know, because obviously Aaron Rodgers, regardless of whether there's an extension, uh, trade, whatever, I mean, he still is under contract for the 2022 season. Um, so, I mean, in in every sense of the manner, Green Bay doesn't actually have to do anything with Aaron. The big reason why you, you're looking to extend him or trade him is cap room. I mean, that's really the big thing. But you, you don't actually, if you can find a way to make the cap room work, you know, elsewhere, you don't actually have to do anything with Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, is there a point where Green Bay, if Aaron's adamant about wanting out, and kind of where the team sits cap room, I mean, and the thing is, is Aaron Rodgers now back-to-back defending, uh, you know, MVP of the league, and no MVP has ever been traded the year after winning the MVP. So, you know, with all of that being said, like, the asking price for Aaron is clearly very high and for a very good reason. The thing is, is, you know, some of these teams, in order to meet that asking price, are either going to have to kind of gut, you know, important parts of their team or, you know, I, I just like, is there a point where if, if Aaron is adamant that he wants out, that Green Bay would potentially have to agree to a trade that isn't fully to their liking? I mean, you know, if you can say, if you're Green Bay saying we can't get 100% of what we want, but we can get 90%. Or do you think Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers' value is so high that Green Bay will say, look, you got to be able to get to 100% of what we're asking for or we can't make the trade? I think that Green Bay, if Rodgers is like 100%, I'm out, I'm not playing. I think that there are ways that Green Bay can get something. They can figure out a way. I don't think that Green Bay is going to give them away for pennies on the dollar. I think Green Bay knows how much the asset that they have is worth. And I don't think that they'll just give I don't think they'll just give Rodgers away just for the sake of get just for the sake of getting rid of him because he said he's not going to play there. Now, is it very possible that they they do come to the situation where he's like, I'm not playing here. Doesn't matter. You trade me or I'm just going to sit out. Sure. Then maybe you just have to you just have to deal with it and you trade him, you trade him. But I don't think it gets to that point. All right. Well, it'll you know, we'll know soon enough here. Um, and then I guess last question here, Gage, before we wrap up. So um, I, I haven't been following, so I have no idea if he's scheduled. But uh, do you think we have a guest appearance by Aaron on Pat McAfee this coming Tuesday to give us a decision? Or do you think we're still another week out from that? I think we're probably still another week. I think, well, I, I think it all, de- uh, obviously it all depends on what Green Bay does with Devontae. With with obviously it depends on that. If they make a move with Devontae and they trade him, or like if they tag him or if they ex- extend him, then maybe we get a get a decision from Rodgers. But until we get a until we get clarity on Devontae, we'll probably probably be waiting a week. All right. Well, 
just uh, keep going through Twitter and probably, and I mean, at this point, if you're really dying to know where, uh, where, what, what uh, Aaron's going to do, I mean, just, I mean, at that point, you're just checking Pat McAfee show Twitter page every day because he's told us that's when he's going to make the he's going to make the announcement on uh, on Pat's show, and so I guess keep following that, and you know we'll we'll know soon enough. The waiting is almost over. Um, and then last thing, real quick here, Gage, you and I talked about this. Um, the reports that Devontae Adams bought a house in uh, Las Vegas. Um, yes, rich people tend to have multiple homes and because they can afford to have multiple homes. So the fact that Devontae has bought a house in Las Vegas, to me, doesn't mean anything other than Devontae Adams has enough money to be able to own multiple homes. And he probably oh, hold on. Hold on. I got breaking news. Oh, all right. Breaking got, news. The breaking news. This is as of in the last two hours. Okay. Uh, Mike's per Mike Silver uh, of. NFL or he was six years at NFL Network, SI, I don't, wherever Mike Silver works at. Today, Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari is getting married in California. Aaron Rodgers is set to officiate it. Matt LaFleur will be there. Rodgers is likely to tell the Packers what he wants to do by Tuesday afternoon. So that is the that is the official report from verified sources. Obviously, the deadline for tagging is Tuesday afternoon, but that is that is a, an official report within the last two hours. So Rogers, Rogers' relationship with LaFleur is at least not too frosty that he's not spending time with him today. So that's at least one of the people that know that. So that is a thing that is happening as of right now. All right. Well, and then the last question before we wrap up here is because I don't know how – I mean, I, I feel like I know what the answer would be. But I guess with somebody like Aaron, you never know. Regardless of what his decision is – the Packers are going to find out before he goes on McAfee, right? Like the Packers aren't tuning in to McAfee, like finding out in real time like the rest of us, or is that potentially how that's going to go down? On the one hand, I want to say it's Aaron Rodgers, and he's made it clear over the last couple of years he will do whatever the hell he wants. Exactly. But on the other hand, I think that I think Rodgers will tell them, but he will say, but he will only tell like Lafleur, Murphy, and Goot, and. And he will only tell those three. He will make sure that it's in person. It won't be over the or it won't be over the phone. Or he will he will find a way to make sure that there is no possible leak. He'll say if anybody leaks it before I go on the show and say anything, I'm getting traded. I feel like that would be the like I feel like that'll be the like the Rodgers will be like, look, I'm holding my power. Here's what's going on. I'm telling you guys before I tell everybody else. But if it gets leaked, I'll know because you got I'll know who told them because you guys did it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my guess is like I think that I'm sure they will I'm sure they will know, but at the same time Rogers Chaos could also just be like no nope, agent of chaos time we're just gonna go ahead and mess up everything. All right, well it'll definitely be an interesting uh, next uh, cu- next couple of days and uh, Tuesday. I mean I guess mark it down there with everything that's going on on that Tuesday. That's all very interesting uh, timing. So. Uh, Tuesday is either going to be a big day or it's going to be a big nothing burger for for Packer fans. So, um, well, with that, Gage, let's uh, wrap things up here uh, real quick. If people want to follow you, get in touch with your work, how can they do that? As always, you can find all of my work over on my Twitter at GBrishford NFL. Mostly doing Denver Nuggets coverage right now uh, with the kind of the playoff season getting ready to start and like the big playoff push happening there for Denver Stiffs. Not really doing a ton of football stuff. I kind of ignored the combine this week because I was mad with the way that the NFL decided to handle it because the NFL decides to botch everything that they do. 
But uh, and once free agency kicks off, I'm sure that I'll have some fantasy stuff going on, kind of like fa- analyzing new locations. But so you can look for that stuff uh, in the next couple of weeks. All right. And uh, I mean, I, I keep telling you guys every week, you can follow me on Twitter at producer Nick LB on Twitter, but I don't do a whole lot. And if it wasn't barren enough as it is, um, I know this isn't something that everybody does, but uh, Lent started this past week. If you are somebody that observes that, um, and I'm trying to be even less on Twitter than I was before. So for at least the next 40 days, I, I wouldn't bother uh, going to look that up. Going, going to look me up on Twitter in the next 40 days is really going to be nothing. So, uh, well, with that being said, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Stay tuned right here every day to the Pack-A-Day podcast, especially over the next couple of coming days uh, with potential big news coming up with Aaron Rodgers. Um, Devonte Adams free agency starting real soon so keep it tuned right here we will keep you up to date on everything happening in the world of the Packers so keep it right here and as always go Pack go happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com